0: hello there fellow game children it is i cool teacher here to tell you that (laughs) even though you might have some fun in your cyber games don't Don't play the murder simulators. But I want to play the murder simulator. No, it'll turn you into a rabid monster
2: capable of anything. Yeah, that's what I like. I like it like that. I like I want Uncle Sam to send me off to war. No. And I'll put many holes in the men out there. And some of the women and the children, too. And then Uncle Sam will send me back. (laughs) And I'll say, hey, there's a mall that looks like a fun shooting guy. I mean mall.
0: <laughs> this is what happens when children have video games. Yeah, going to church. Why can't you have fun like I did? Going to church and sitting still and listening to old time radio and watch
2: the man bleed on the sticks.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know. D- Pleasant good things, not your thing, which is bad and turns you into an evil person. Oh, shit. prop. brap brap
2: brap brap. It's the GTA episode of Wizard and the Bruiser. And who asked for that? You did, you loser. <laughs> I'm Holden McNeely. You can call me the Bruiser today, won't you? Won't you please? And I
0: guess I'm the wizard this week. I I'm, fucking guess. Jake. I'm casting a spell. And, uh, guys, this... Researching this took longer than like actually beating a GTA game, and I feel like we still are not going to scr- scratch the surface on this.
2: Yeah, we'll we'll see where we get to here. This is the entire GTA franchise. I mean, it is unbelievably storied. There is so many crazy little ins and outs. Um, and and it, the, just just its longevity is so mind blowing. How it, it consistently solid GTA titles have come out over the years, and and continued to be. Like you know, now it's an event. If a new GTA comes out, it's an event, and everyone treats it with this certain due respect, and also you know, uh, uh, kind of like um, uh, with bated breath, waiting for all the controversy as well and lawsuits and all all sorts of craziness. It feels
0: like Grand Theft Auto is one of those uh, properties that are actually bigger than video games itself, because mm-hmm. like. Uh, you know, there's video games, and then there's just like Madden and Call of Duty and League of Legends and uh, World of Warcraft. These, like. Yeah, what, what games
2: that I put in the category pussy bitches. <laughs> <laughs> but, I do not call them that, actually. Please, EA Sports, don't get upset. Uh, but Grand Theft Auto is its own
0: thriving community that exists kind of outside of classic gaming. I mean, the fact is. Uh, I know for a fact, Holden, you and Marcus are still playing GTA Five to this day.
2: Absolutely. Last Years. Night. Years after it came out. Absolutely. I, I, I got it for Lexi Loves Game Night every Monday night on Twitch from 9 to 11 p.m. Holden's ho. Plug in. Unbelievable. Got the plug in early. <laughs> and... Um, I just immediately played through the whole main story and I'm excited to get to the online mode stuff. I've had to take a break for certain Zelda reasons, but we'll, uh, you know, I want to get back to it. It's like, and the online community is still thriving today. Have you even messed with the online yet? Yeah, I never have. It's, it's its its own economy
0: right now. Yeah. (laughs) There's a stock market. People rob each other. There's like a huge racket of people, uh, kind of rob of uh, hacking into other accounts illegally to get the GTA dollars and it's not like other online currencies where there's some kind of like money laundering thing you there, you can't do anything with GTA money outside of GTA and people are still risking jail time <laughs> to get that sweet sweet dosh. <laughs> it's its own little world but let's harken back to a little game called Lemmings first. Oh, <laughs> my
2: God in heaven. I mean, actually, it is really interesting. PC gaming in the nine days. DMA design Making lots of lemming games David Thomas David Jones He made the lemmings game <laughs> Made it very popular Back in Dundee, Scotland it's
0: Dundee, Scotland You mean the failing uh, Manufacturing town In bumblefuck
2: Scotland? It's like, yeah It's like the Australia of Scotland Or something What's it's, going on? Why it's is it just, called
0: Dundee? Just a hopeless bleak place yeah. As was most of Northern England In the 90s <laughs> Uh how a lot of it's weird how a lot of creators are like pe- british people that like uh, had no economic prospects or sad japanese boys that's a lot of our heroes right now
2: uh, yeah it is, it's very true Well so uh, Mike Daly and David Jones programmed the game They released it in 1993 as part of uh, DMA Design It became this massive fucking hit Sold over 15 million copies overall I mean I do remember, see I wasn't uh, as much of a PC gamer I still am not at I this was. point You were and you did you play the shit out of Lemmings? Yeah that shit,
3: yeah. uh, Lemmings, SimCity, uh, Warcraft II, uh, all of that shit, uh,
2: Civilization. Yep. Yeah, dude, fucking loved all of it. Hundreds of levels, right? It's mm-hmm. just kind of almost endless in yeah. its in its uh, in its puzzles. I mean, the core appeal of
0: Lemmings, I think, was less the puzzles and more the fact that it just used a few programming tricks to have a hundred simultaneous, well animated characters on screen that you could murder. Like, yeah. I don't know anybody who actually, like, solved the puzzles on Lemmings. They just kind of, like, tooled around, got bored, and hit the nuke button, and watched <laughs> the tiny, tiny little people grab their heads <laughs> <laughs> and explode one by one. That's pretty amazing. I mean, it's so funny, too. With you the- must have had a better sound card than I did, because yeah. I don't remember
3: that scream. <laughs> that's what I heard in my <laughs> head. He in hat, oh, you didn't have a Raptor XBX 4573 <laughs> <laughs> No, I had the Diamond
2: Blaster Sound Nazi. (laughs) Hell yeah, that's what I call my penis. (laughs) All right. Uh, I don't refer to my penis as a Nazi. Holden,
0: fun fact. Do you know what DMA design stands for? Uh, Don't mess with my ass. (laughs) Well, depending on who you ask, it could stand for direct memory access, which was an old protocol when programming for the Amiga, Uh. or... Doesn't mean anything.
2: Oh. Either is considered a correct response. And, not, and definitely it's not, don't mess with my ass. <laughs> That would be
0: DMWA design.
2: <laughs> DMWMA, actually. Don't, yeah. That would cut, be, just, cut his don't mic. Don't mess ass. <laughs> don't mess ass. If I had gotten that right, though, how fucking cool would I be in this fucking school right now? Everybody be screaming my name. So David Jones wanted to create a virtual world that people could live in after Lemmings. He wanted to create a town that he felt like he could actually be in and make things happen in. So, well, that's
0: that was the dream for Games Forever. Ever,
2: right everybody wanted
0: it's uh, uh, there was an old game called Elite which was available yes. for uh, a lot of like old 8-bit systems where you kind of flew around in a 3d space taking up gigs and it was like you know very crude wireframe graphics but uh, it was considered the first open world game.
2: And I learned a bit more about Elite because of all this, especially because one Sam Hauser would mm-hmm. rush off uh, to the arcades and on his computer and play Elite. Oh, we're going to talk about Sammy Hauser. We're going to talk about fucking Sam Hauser. all right? <laughs> <laughs> so David Jones creates this game called Race and Chase. It's originally cops chasing crooks, but, well, let's just cut straight to the Race and Chase. Oh, <laughs> uh, come on. <laughs> everybody's everybody's with me right now. Everybody's with right. Not it, race
0: and chase. It's a fun game with a top-down perspective yeah. where you're a you're a clean cut cop who's protecting the safety of everyone, where you get to Race, I mean, well, drive according to the law, and and chase, I mean, and you get penalized
2: for hitting civilians <laughs> and uh, different things like that. And you it's have to your, obey the stop signs. Obey the stop signs to uh, essentially play GTA. How my girlfriend likes to play GTA, <laughs> yeah. which is by not avoiding killing people at all costs and, and literally stopping at every traffic light, which doesn't make me crazy. It is infuriating to watch. <laughs> <laughs> so, but but that is until um, uh, a couple of key. I'm just going to I'm not even going to call them players. I'm going to call them play-us. Mm. Sam and and Dan Hauser. Um let's give a little background here to the Hauser brothers. Sam born in 1971. Uh they lived in uh, London, London town. Yeah, they had a hot mom yes. and a cool dad. Hot mom <laughs> and a cool ass dad. Mom played uh, uh, mom named Geraldine Moffat's uh, know, is that her name or was that the character's name in get Shorty? Get Carter <laughs> Get Carter I get sh- she,
0: was a, she was a hot lady In British gangster films And she ended up Marrying the owner Of a jazz club And they had two kids And they lived in A nice place in London And they immediately Rebelled against them Yes And were like
2: Fuck you We like rap <laughs> Yes They immediately Became obsessed With Death Jam records um, It was a, a huge Huge part of their Growing up And especially Rick Rubin Also they were Into Slayer And stuff <laughs> like that Which was also Rick Rubin produced He was in. Incre- sam hauser especially was incredibly inspired by rick rubin going out in new york just fucking doing what he wanted making badass records out of the underground just being incredibly prolific with what he did working tirelessly to 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 make in, just an just an intense amount of product it was all incredibly On top inspiring. of that
0: the uh kind of what we now know is street street level marketing with yes, inc- guerrilla,
2: yeah, fucking marketing. Yes, yes, with um, uh,
0: you know, underground shows and stickers and word of mouth and just all these stunts to get attention outside of traditional uh, mainstream publications.
2: Absolutely, and and just in, in you know, and along with Death Jam, New York itself, mm-hmm. right? Just just hugely just this mystical, wonderful place to the Hauser brothers. I mean,
0: New York in the '90s was a mystical place. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 80s and '90s,
2: um, and so. You know, Dan Hauser, the young, younger brother, right? Dan Hauser is, yeah. I believe. Yes, he he was a big fan of the film The Warriors. Um, he was uh, a, a big film buff, um, and uh, he kind of followed his, his older brother's lead in a lot of ways in terms of the cultural influence. Well, they both get a job at BMG Entertainment. The Stan-
0: Bertelsman Group? The Bertelsman Group. Zias, um, yes, we loves the rock and roll records. It
2: stands for Big Money Gurus.
0: <laughs> right, Jake? Yeah. <laughs> No, it stands for Bertelsmann Group. We are a very prolific media company based in the Deutschland. Oh,
2: uh, this, so he's making music videos, uh, and and is one of the first. I think it was with an Annie Lennox album, but I can't remember exactly. He was the first one to go to the heads there and say, "Hey, I got a kooky idea. Let's build an entire website around this new album." And it was like one of the first times. I mean, as we're talking about this is back in the what? Late 80s, early 90s? I it has mean, to be early 90s.
0: Yeah. he uh, Famously, I think he was, his dad took him to a trip to New York that like kind of cemented his love of the city. And his dad, having been like a muckety muck in the uh, British music scene, met with a muckety muck at the Burlesman group and. Sam just kind of, like, sassed the Bertelsman Group guy being like, Oi, what the fuck? Your record business ain't nothing but old
2: fogies. Bunch old biggles and boggles it is. <laughs> oh, you get me a shoe shine, I'll tell you what a shiny penny can I know be. What's, I knew what's cool. <laughs> a, ch- a tip for you, a trick or two. Yeah. <laughs> to change the music business, You, you well, you know. It does, so he, the, he
0: got a job That's at Bertelsman Group at and quickly uh, hustled his way into these, like, uh, basically taking on these digital uh, and interactive uh, segments of the company that no one was really giving much credit or – supervision really. and
2: creating that website was really the first time Sam Hauser taking a little uh, a little influence from Rick Rubin's guerrilla marketing was this is the first time he was coming up with new and different ways in order to uh sell product and it really benefited hugely it was like a giant success and they they ended up putting him into the uh role of executive producer on uh on uh, or, or into uh, the video game department, so we kind of got moved into that more digital. Dan Hauser was uh, testing CD-ROMs in '95 for uh, BMG. So, like he he was sort of had a more entry level position. Can but you imagine a better job
0: it. than testing CD-ROMs <laughs> in 1995? <laughs> Making mm. sure those grainy videos were just small enough to run on a four eighty
2: six.
3: <laughs>
0: this copy of Encarta is working superbly. Yeah.
3: Oh my god!
2: How many
0: seventh we- guest? More like seventh best.
2: Uh, I remember going to my buddy's house. He was like had a new computer, and I was all excited to mess with it. And he just threw on Encarta. He was like, "What are we doing here?" He's Yo, like, "Learn about some- ants. <laughs> <laughs> you want to learn about some fun ants?" And I was like. I gotta call my mom, and I'm just like, Mom, Mommy, he's touching me. You know, I had to come up with something, you know, to get out of there. That's how but this bad one I did. Life
3: replaces an entire wall of bugs. He's touching me. He's touching me. He's touching me. He's touching me.
2: Um, that's what now. Ed, whenever I, I uh, get into an argument with uh, Lexi, in order to get out of it, I start yelling molest <laughs> to try to get a neighbor to come down. Um, oh, hold which... in, wait
0: till I tell you about the fable of the boy who cried sexual assault. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um. So, anywho, they uh, uh, the reason why this gets connected with DMA design. Let's bring it, bring it all together now, right? um bmg does bmg acquire dma design i believe this is
0: this is one of the things that gave me the biggest headache yeah is i had the, a
2: lot of a hard time between this and then the take two later on and then gremlin graphics gremlins it's, in there uh, it's mixing it up shaking right. it up literally a gremlin got into the office so uh
0: the hauser brothers and uh but there's more people but we're, we're simplifying things super hauser bros uh kind of get BMG to have their own interactive addition, uh, interactive subsidiary. BMG. Big money gangsters. And uh, they actually take uh, Race and Chase as one of their projects. Because yes. the way the video game industry works, there's developers and there's publishers. And so, uh, you know, publishers promise to release and, like, finance the game. And uh, the developers take that security and just, like, work, even though they don't get as big of a cut. If work, they work, work, mm-hmm.
2: work, 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 um, <laughs> no, work, work. And work.
0: DMA Designs was actually this booming uh, software house in what was an otherwise economically depressed uh, area, Deeds. Um, and so, like, they're kind of, like, killing it because, you know, Lemmings was a huge international success. They're getting contracts with Nintendo. They're getting contracts with uh, Sony. They're, like, they're in demand. You know, they're a... Proven uh, development house. So, on in Scotland, there's all these like nerds, and they're having like nerd bro adventures, like pranking each other. Uh, one developer famously never took a shower, and they had to uh, uh, at one point just cover his entire desk in pine- in scented pine tree card <laughs> fresheners. Oh God! Um, they were having uh, live bands come in to play for them <laughs> in their studios. They bought, like, a motion capture setup. They were just kind of, like, being nerds and having, like, a lot of big money times over there. Meanwhile, the Housers were, like, cool bros also spending a lot of money. Guys, it was the 90s. The economy worked. Everyone yeah. had money.
2: Things was, <laughs> things was popping off. It was crazy. So the Housers get a hold of this uh, of of a prototype chase. type of race and chase. And it's, like, wow, this is amazing. This is, like, everything a, a, a game could be except for it's fucking boring. Because um, you're, tester, like, a good guy. One tester
0: famously called it a simulated driving instructor game.
2: <laughs> uh,
0: like, yeah, imagine a GTA game where, like, even winging a pedestrian would just, like, completely end your fun.
2: So it was the Housers who said, why don't we, you know, make this fun by making you incredibly evil – because that's way more fun than being a cop. Let's make you a gangster, a criminal, a- inspired by the films his his mother w- was in, inspired and mm-hmm. by all these things growing up. Def Jam, Attitude, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. He they they said let's let's give this fucking edge. Let's make this evil, you know. And the far harder they pushed it, the farther in that direction they went. Because the more fun they found the game to be. Uh, also, and from DMA's
0: perspective. They had this weird little engine where the city was rendered in crude 3D, but all the people and cars were sprites. And so, from that pers- from the overhead perspective, you could have a lot of activity going on. This was the city felt more vibrant and like active than previous games could let it uh, could could happen. Um, God, I'm sorry, guys. I'm real tired today. Um, <laughs> no, so oh, uh, can I? Re- uh, yeah. Do you remember the uh, quote? Hauser said. Uh, Sam said is uh, once we saw that you could kill cops. We knew we had something that could turn some heads.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And turn heads they did. They changed the name, of course, to Grand Theft Auto after that point. Also, uh, they had a PR guru, Max Clifford. I think this, again, is sort of Sam kind of uh, masterminding the, 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 the... Sensationalism and sort of drumming things up, so he gets this PR guy who uh, he he who, by the way, more recent clients include Simon Cowell and David Copperfield. Before he allegedly, uh, uh, or before he went away for allegedly, like doing some nasty shit to young girls, so that's he is a piece of shit. Uh, But his name is Max Clifford, and he was actually um, drumming up. Uh uh, th- uh frenzy and things. He said uh the the police Federation of England and Wales was persuaded to denounce the game as sick, deluded, and beneath contempt. This is all his doing, unleashing a frenzy of outrage in which the British and American media enthusiastically joined. When people did see the game, you could see the deflation in them, Jones remembers, as they saw what they'd been campaigning against, but they couldn't back down at that point. So in other words, he like got them to freak out about the game, which has been a GTA thread. You'll You'll see this happening through all the games. People freak the fuck out based on a few things that they've heard without actually playing it. And then they actually play it, but by that point, they're in too deep. They have to continue to drum up this insane controversy, you know? So so GTA is, like, defiled and, and just this evil, bad, awful, horrible thing. That and um,
0: Postal were, like, the two games where people were terrified that you could actually be bad. Yeah, and it was I remember. Okay,
2: so this and was And I a, had
3: both of them.
0: And yeah. I fucking loved them. Yes, hey, okay. Marcus, uh, so, yeah. Yes. Okay. So, what's what's your main source of income these days? <laughs> Violence. <laughs>
2: cool.
3: <laughs> didn't fuck with me at all. Didn't desensitize me in the least bit. I'm totally fine. It wasn't like I spent hours playing Grand Theft Auto and Postal when I was 15 years old and it broke something inside of me. That didn't happen. Not at all. So how did you? Let's watch Evil Dead
2: Two again. <laughs> how did you? How did you come to get, acquire this game? And what was the experience like? Because we don't know. I didn't come into this until GTA Three. Well, on so PC,
3: you just of like I was a P-
2: yeah know. I was
3: a PC gamer kid and uh, I'd go to the Mall of Abilene in Abilene Texas I'd go to Babbages which was the uh, PC store there The World of the Future <laughs> Electronics
0: Beyond Imagination <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a very
2: British place itself. B- yeah. Bumpages. Bumpages. Bumpages.
3: Oh, it hurts me pinky at
2: Bumpages. Bumpages.
3: Ooh. Yeah, and so I, I think I was, yeah, 14 or 15 or something like that, and I had, you know, a job, so I had, like, spending money to buy whatever the fuck I wanted, so it's was just like, oh.
2: You don't, grand, have, to, you don't was, have to lie to us. You, we all know you didn't have a job. <laughs> it's fine, Marcus.
3: I worked at Lawrence Brothers <laughs> sacking groceries along with the other Mental deficiency <laughs> <laughs> The unwanted speaking Yeah, so I was like Grand Theft Auto, that looks cool as shit. I wonder what that is, and bought it and took it home. I was like this is the best fucking game i've ever played in my entire life
2: because you can were you into the uh missions or was it just it was it the chaos because even back then it right was the you chaos. Just be no, i
0: just yeah it's an old. it was steal an a bunch world. of cars pile them up together see if you could blow them up in one big explosion
3: yeah but and then uh like steal a car and, and for me the biggest throw was just it, it was just the straight up steal a car start running people over get the attention of the cops Kill cops. <laughs> see how long you could go. Yeah. That was it. That was right. like that was for me. That's that was my favorite part I of the game. I like How there that was, was the little... line of uh, Hari Krishna or jogger? No, Hari Krishna. Hare yeah, the Hari Krishna. All
0: walking in a line, and if you ran them over in one big we, uh, one big sweep, the screen would uh, blast Garanga. Yeah, <laughs> Garanga was my
2: favorite. <laughs> one of the one
0: of the Garanga. <laughs>
2: <laughs> one of the devs, just, you know, and this is kind of where things went. Like the farther they pushed it, the you know, the more they pushed they. That one of the devs just fucking hated Hare Krishna Krishnas. They were always in his way, like trying to go to the airport or whatever. And so he just put him in the game so that he could run him over and kill him. I mean, it's just total fantasy fulfillment on that sort of sick, twisted level. That and and uh, and there's a lot of people out there that like that like <laughs> interacted in that yeah. way with a video game in a virtual world. So this game comes out in 1997. It takes place in three different cities that I think we'll hear about later on: Liberty City, Vice City, and San Andreas. It had the radio stations. It had some a lot of the early things, you know. Um, uh, even I didn't even realize too. It had that sort of like the faster the car goes, the wider out the the map gets. Mm-hmm. Did it kind of do yeah. that? Is that's like a thing that you know? I, I from from the little small compass map you get in in three. Like I love those little things that just kind of continued to click as they went. Um, and that it was also released for the Game Boy Color. Yes. It was, yeah. uh,
0: I didn't realize this, actually, but doing the research, even though the blood and, like, a lot of the more uh, unfortunate uh, violent aspects were kind of taken out, uh, it is a one-to-one copy of the game. The map of Grand Theft Auto is in the Game Boy Color game, just with, like, low-res
2: pixel graphics. That's amazing. Um, So, it's... Pretty successful. People are people are into it. It's a bigger
0: hit in in Europe where PC gaming is more dominant. It doesn't quite make as big a splash in the uh, PlayStation release over here in America and in Japan.
2: Yeah, it was more about just the fact that that relationship formed, right? Mm-hmm. And and this is at a time when video games are trying to, or at least Sony especially, in to combat you know Nintendo's numbers to try to be what Nintendo's to try to you know be more edgy, more adult, more mm-hmm. you know. So they form this this relationship. Uh, the games do well on PC. Um, Rockstar Games officially forms.
0: Right Uh, So uh, BMG I mean GTA did not Set the world on fire And so uh, BMG actually Wanted to get out Of the Video game business So a new startup Called uh, Take 2 Interactive Bought uh, BMG Interactive And The Hauser brothers Decided to reform it Under the uh,
2: Company Rockstar So And it's at this point That they moved to New York Right Correct they moved to New York. They changed their name audaciously to Rockstar, uh, and and that's kind of a big statement to make uh, to to everyone as a game dev community, right? Like we are rock stars. We are fucking badass. We're gonna do something amazing.
0: Also, that Rockstar is like an antiquated term. That it's like yes. that video games are replacing music as mm-hmm. the uh, as the rebellious medium of the
2: future. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, so they start to get work on... uh, A couple of expansions come out, London 1969, London 1961. Did you play those?
3: GTA 1969? Yeah. No, I only played GTA 1 and 2.
2: Oh, but okay, I played cool. the shit
3: out of two. Yeah, I, I two, played a lot of two. Two is Okay, so you
2: come in on two. Now I remember being at Electronics Gaming Boutique. That was my mall store, mm-hmm. and I remember I was looking at uh, games. I was looking at PlayStation games something. I just remember the clerk talking to someone else, just being like uh, referring to GTA Two, and just being like, "It's just disgusting. It's <laughs> sick. <laughs> they kill cops. It's deplorable. There's just all you know. It's just like and he and my ears perked up. I'm like, "What the fuck is this game? You know, mm-hmm. But it felt dangerous. I was like, kind of like a, a scaredy boy, mm-hmm. as one might call him. A boy that runs away from things <laughs> is what you would call the childhood book about me, right? If you were to put me in a children's section of a bookstore, The Boy Who Ran Away from Many Things. I would mean, be the, the original title.
0: title of this podcast was Two Scared Boys Now Loud. Yes, <laughs> Two Scared Boys Now Loud, which is, I
2: love the sequel to The Boy Who Ran Away from Things. Two Scared Boys Now Loud. Um, and uh, yeah, and at the end of The Boy Who Ran Away from Things, it will be like, will he finally face his fears and stand up to the monster? And then you turn the page and be like, no, and it's him. <laughs> but running he gets away. into comedy. It's yeah, him running away to the magical land of Tallahassee. <laughs> <laughs> Through a stage weed. door. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and a big fun, happy weed plant. Just like, come here,
0: little scared little boy. I'll be your
2: personality for a few years. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, I like stayed away from from two, but you played the fuck out of it, Jake. I played the fuck out of it. It definitely
0: upped the level of a parody. This is where like a lot of rock star. And uh, DMA's kind of uh, very satirical, cynical side start coming up. Uh, I remember specifically the, like, it was basically just an upgrade to the original's engine. Uh, You know, the sprite work was a lot better. They had a lighting engine. The radio was so much more realistic. It felt like this, like, driving around, listening to the radio was super cool. They had different gangs where, like, as you complete missions for one, it would make the other gangs fucking hate you. Um you literally had to save at churches with big signs that said "Jesus saves," and uh, it was at this point in, in for GTA Two that Rockstar uh, really pumped up their like bad boy street team advertising. They like. Basically, trolled that year's E3. They like mm-hmm. distributed fake baggies
2: of drugs. Yeah, that had the GTA emblem uh, like, on the pills. Parking tickets on all the cars that were just actually advert. I'd be so mad, man. <laughs> yeah. They were just advertisements. <laughs> Somebody within the PR uh, side started a fake website shitting on Rockstar Games Mm -hmm. as an ad thing and they didn't know that so the Hausers are like what what the
0: fuck is this like oh yeah disgruntled Rockstar employee telling them the dark truth about the GTA team it wasn't
2: Mm -hmm. called shit star but it was something like that you know and it was all about like these ridiculous blown up stories about how much of a nightmare it is to work there and stuff totally started by somebody within the company as a way to just drum up more guerrilla marketing for Rockstar they were just full of stuff like that they just Mm love fucking with people i mean. I mean, that's their story, right? Um, meanwhile, and, meanwhile, across the pond, <laughs>
0: blop, a little company called DMA Design was about to go on a magical adventure over a little game called Body Harvest. Woo! Body Harvest is a cult classic game for the N64. Uh, It involves kind of uh, driving around and shooting uh, bug-like aliens that have invaded Earth and for years have been harvesting humans as fuel and resources. And it's about a cyber soldier who has to fight back. And uh, the problem is, is DMA Designs agreed to make the game as part of the Nintendo Dream Team, which was this elite squad of third-party developers that Nintendo uh, enlisted to... Help with the launch lineup of the N64. They had LucasArts, who made Shadows of the Empire for the system. They had uh, uh, Williams, which made uh, Cruisin' USA. And they had uh, Rare, that made Killer Instinct. And like, uh, the only company that just just couldn't quite get its shit together, maybe because they were fucking off in Scotland, just fucking around and making a bunch of other games, was DMA Designs. Now, the N64... Was not doing well in Japan. In fact, compared to the PlayStation, it was not a great launch. Uh, the Nintendo 64 was a close second for the PlayStation throughout its entire uh, run. So casually. Miyamoto, friendly old Miyamoto, did what uh, Shigeru Miyamoto always does—exploring
2: does. the areas around his house—and that's how he got the inspiration for Zelda. Uh, <laughs>
0: every time, just every—you every, have to say it. You hey, know, you did you know? Did you? Yeah, we know. <laughs> we Everybody
2: knows. I get it. He was—he—he he had a love affair with a plumber when he was a child.
0: <laughs> Before a gorilla stole his wife.
2: <laughs> um.
0: Uh, just casually, it's like, hey, you know that game they thought, the Nintendo of Japan team was like, how do we bump up sales of the N64? Well, the problem is we don't have a big RPG like on PlayStation. You know, we lost Square Enix. We lost uh, a bunch of companies. We need a big RPG. And Miyamoto just casually said, oh, well, hey, hey, what if we just got that, uh, those fucking lazy Scotsmen to fucking finally release the game we paid them to make as an RPG? And uh, DMA Designs, as a dev, as a developer that was, you know, they needed the money from Nintendo to complete the game, uh, said, uh, sh- sh- I mean, it's not an RPG. I mean, sure. <laughs> so Nintendo flew over a bunch of production staff and overseers and directors, along with the translation staff. To turn it into an RPG? To turn it into an RPG. Unfortunately, uh, Nintendo brought English translators, and if you've ever been to Scotland... It's barely English. It's t- Friday. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck. A crocodile. Fuck. It's jibble-jabble. Welcome
2: <laughs> it to Picard and... Uh, uh,
0: uh, uh most, uh, gribble-grabble. <laughs> I, I don't know what they're saying. <laughs> so
2: why is it that ra- racist? Either way. I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. Double standards. I mean, it is. It is? It is. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty racist. Okay. Um... <laughs> Just uh, depends on what hill you want to die on. What hill, what <laughs> grassy green covered in whiskey bottles
0: So hill. Nintendo was like, fuck it. All right, well, we still need this game. We still need, our lineup is still weak. We've sunk all this money into Body Harvest and DMA Designs. Okay, okay fuck it. Uh, you guys come over here. Come over to Japan. And so they
2: flew out the Body Harvest team to Nintendo's headquarters. And what would become of it was Final Fantasy One no. or the NES. Uh,
0: so they were trying, twelve years 12 after, after years, it was released. After it was released, they
2: wrote the game.
0: So in Japan, Japan uh, Nintendo of Japan was trying to turn the game into an RPG. But then Nintendo of America also got word that there was this like very technically impressive game that uh, was being developed and was still like ready to like was just so close to finished, but not quite. And on their side of the of the ocean, uh, the problem with the N64 is that they didn't have any cool shooter games. So they were pushing the team to, like, get rid of RPG elements and add more weapons and add more cyborgs and add more monsters and, like, make a cool violent game, which immediately Nintendo of Japan would strike down those orders. And so these poor, like, out of fish-out-of-water Scotsmen that just wanted to, like, fucking hang out and play stink pranks on each other... <laughs> Uh, we're just kind of. They just were like, we can't, we can't, we can't, we can't. What so came of the? What happened? Um, the Nintendo pulled all funding, and uh. DMA Designs went bankrupt, uh. and uh, they were bought out by a rival UK dev uh, dev publisher called Gremlin Graphics, uh. who promptly sold them to uh, Rockstar, mm. uh, uh. And, and so that's how DMA Designs became Rockstar North, and how Rockstar North. Became like the GTA team for Rockstar. Gotcha. And that is how a little shitty game called Body Harvest is uh, responsible. For GTA 3. Wow, that's
2: fucking bananas. And if you
0: play Body Harvest, if you look at footage of it, uh, everything from the shooting mechanics to the vehicle mechanics to even the camera angles is highly, highly predictive of what Grand Theft Auto 3 would eventually become.
2: Oh. So, like,
0: Nintendo basically had GTA 3 in its hands, and they let it go.
2: Wow, that's unbelievable.
0: All because Sh- Shigeru, like, he always does, decided a meeting, is like, Oh, what if we did this?
2: Bye. (laughs) So, that brings us to GTA 3. I want to throw one other human person into the mix, and that would be Leslie Benzies, because he'll probably come up uh, time and again, because he was the president of Rockstar North from GTA 3 through GTA 5, credited as a producer on all those games. Um, Describes GTA 3 as a crime simulation game, GTA 3, guys. Now, this is where I join in the story. This is when the Triforce becomes complete on the people in this room playing GTA. I remember I was in college. My buddy Justin was like, You have to play this game. This game is an amazing game. I'm not
0: saying that all people named Justin play GTA. But All people who played GTA are named Justin. Are named Justin, <laughs> I changed my name to Justin.
2: I picked up the game. I could not believe what I was seeing. It was unbel. It was. It was out of this world. I mean, I was already a big fan of gangster shit and things like that, um, uh, like film wise. But it was just. It was well. It was essentially that they finally gave us what we wanted in terms of like. Wow I feel like I'm in a real city mm-hmm. with real people and it's vibrant and it's open and also they're letting me fucking just be as filthy and terrible as I really 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 desperately secretly want to be it's
0: it uh coincide, it did uh, it did fulfill a dream that everyone always wanted which was a virtual space to walk around without uh, limits uh, Famously GTA uh, suffered because it didn't have like good graphics. It and, was kind of limited to its top-down perspective w- during a time where everyone was going nuts for Mario 64 and Tomb Raider and all these It had the edge. Games. It had
2: the attitude uh, there. But it didn't... And GTA 2 didn't do a lot to improve upon it. And I think that they sort of... The Housers sort of took mm-hmm. that in and realized they needed to, like, triple down in order to be successful. They knew they had the product, but they had to, like, push it into this realm that was just completely over the top. I think that that's why GTA has always been something special because it's not just that, you know, it's like I said, a lived-in city, but then it's like you add like the radio stations Mm -hmm. in and the licensed music and you add in the fact that they got like real actors to you know perform the voiceover roles you add in um you know pedestrians that would like
0: react in different ways to what you were doing some would run away some would like try and fight you
2: it could have just been a game where you just got to be a chaos monster and that was it and they just but but they they made it so much bigger than that and so much more and i am like really lame When it comes to, I mean, a lot of things, but when it comes to like video games like this, like I'm very objective oriented and even it's like hard for me to like break away and kind of go off. I think this was the one of the first times though, where I, I just, just loved causing shit causing chaos and problems. Hell, was, I
0: liked just I like just yanking a cab driver out of his cab and just turning the game into crazy taxi for like twelve minutes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> totally. They had all those little side missions too, which did start in GTA two, by the way. Yeah. They had the side missions, like the taxi drivers, stuff like that, and the 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 little like mission payphone missions and stuff kinda all came out of there. Um, but it was just tr- moving it into a 3D world, uh, inspired by movies like Heat and shows like The Sopranos. If you remember at that time, Sopranos was fucking massive. Yeah. So people wanted that gangster aesthetic so bad. Actually, too, I forgot, Marcus, we have that queued up. I also remember these commercials yeah. like the back of my brain at these commercials. Because this, again, was a moment, kind of like I discussed in the... Um, Uh, Metal Gear Solid uh, episode The Kojima uh, episode uh, How playing Metal Gear Solid For the first time I was like wow I'm actually (laughs) playing a movie Right? Mm -hmm. Which is ridiculous in hindsight Because it's like not It doesn't hold up in that way Triangles Yeah But this trailer right here Was the first time On TV I was seeing A trailer for a game That was like A fucking movie trailer It was so cinematic And special (laughs)
0: I need to hear some Italians say encouraging things.
2: <laughs> and by the way, it's like him on a rooftop with a machine gun. It's like cars. Come on, let's introduce you to the Don. If you do this for me, you will be a made man. Anything you want. Marcus is over there smiling.
3: Fond memories. <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> I mean when I when I think about like Experience GTA three, a man like you can be very loyal for the right price. Like when I think about like GTA three and uh, like I think about fucking awesome times in college getting stoned staying up till 5am playing it with my cousin yep. yeah like that, that's all we would do we would just sit there and like play GTA 3 and Vice City just all night and that's night what people are still doing and just, and just had a fucking, yeah. and just had like the most awesome fucking time
0: you know you know how I know you know when you're in a real deep GTA hole is when you stop playing and you're walking around and you see a car, and you instinctively like reach for the door for just a split <laughs> yes. second, for a split fucking it second. It happens. It so happens because you're just like, oh right, that's not how. That's not how the. I can't just take cars.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of which, it did cause quite a bit of fucking controversy. The National Organization for Women spoke out against the game in January 2002, asking Rockstar and Take Two to withdraw the game from sale as it encourages violence and the degradation of women. It was uh, initially released in Australia with an image. 15 plus classification but after re-reviewing the game the uh, Office of Film and Literature Classification or offical uh, banned it due to its depiction of sexual content and violence. What
0: they mean is if a uh, prostitute enters your car the car bounces a little bit. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, it was also uh, so I guess also we need to introduce another key player uh, in this whole story of oh. GTA and that would be a man by the name of Jack Thompson. Now, um, I'm not sure if, if Marcus, if you dealt with any Jack Thompson stuff to, with your with your fun murder show. Uh, I don't think I ever have. He was Mr. Anti Video Games. Mr. Like you know would show up at every court case. You know would would, would re- reaching out constantly trying to get these games removed. A born again Christian, he thought it was his
0: mission from God that guy to shut down <laughs> Rockstar, disbarred.
2: Yes, he was disbarred, and we will get to that. No, this is, there's he like a he huge... was promptly defeated.
0: That's the 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 history of politicians and public figures trying to fuck with Grand Theft Auto is just a who's who of disgraced assholes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god he he even he even went as far as as getting his his sixteen year old son. Um, or not six no 10 year old son to go into a Best Buy and and, and he filmed him purchasing a copy of Vice City yeah that poor kid too his son who had to plead with him these kids are beating me up please don't come speak at my school like it's ruining my life like what you're doing right now you know who would later uh, plead for them to buy him an Xbox because uh, he was a gamer poor mm-hmm. fucking kid um, so yeah Jack Thompson comes on the scene um, in many different ways there was a, a, a court case William and Josh Buckner were two kids um, in uh, June 2003 they were playing Grand Theft Auto 3 and they said hey let's go shoot at some cars like for real, so they go out. They they t- get their parents' gun and say they're going out to like drive around and uh, uh, or, or play around in the. They had little carts or something. It was probably some rich family, and um, they the, were sh- uh, no. that's very sad, sad children, sad broke children. <laughs> sad. They had like a big uh, game room and stuff, and they had little go- not go karts, but they were little something. I mean, I was, was jealous. Until one was whole- mentally
0: challenged, and the right. other was like lost his mom when he was eleven, yes. and like. They they were not like happy kids. The story is tragic. The story is very tragic. They think, are
2: they're shooting guns. They didn't think they were actually going to hurt anybody. Totally end up catching one dude in his truck uh, and killing the guy. Shot
0: another person through the leg through their car. Uh, it's it's they you know they were people were trying to charge them as adults for murder. They end up going to a juvie. But Jack Thompson like basically all over the world there would be crimes. That's just, like, unfortunately, what happens when a teenager and a gun are around enough times. Right. And I honestly believe that, like, if it wasn't GT, like, it's just, that's what young...
2: Well, before that, it was Doom with Columbine. I think Columbine and Doom really mm-hmm. kind of started the whole spin cycle in the media. And that's and where Jack Thompson kind of got his... Yeah.
0: Uh, but, like, you know, people would shoot their friends all the time like for cowboy movies. It was just whatever violent thing got... Kids motivated to like sh- cure boredom with guns.
3: Yeah, and before that, it was a Saxon hitting a German in the head with a battle axe right in front of him. Violence has always existed. Kids always imitate violence. This is nothing new. Right. Absolutely.
0: But uh, there was, you know, I almost like in, if I fuzzy my brain enough, I could like uh, there was that kid in uh, <clears throat> who went on a rampage after getting arrested for stealing a car who yes. like went full tactical on an entire police station and stole it. Like it was like that kid went on an actual GTA rampage. And I don't like maybe, maybe in that one instance, like if he hadn't like for hours, just the same way that when I reach for a car, when I played too much GTA, but like Jack Thompson was just singularly focused and he understood the media well enough that he would get in front of all of these while Rockstar kind of just stood back and kind of like, I don't know whether they just didn't want to make the controversy worse or if they were just like, oh, sweet, more controversy,
2: more free press. This is when that gets very gray. It originally started with them really purposefully trying to upset – the public and meet the media in order to just generate more sales for them because it was just that was the way you did the guerrilla marketing um but they're also just incredibly private people so this is the thing um too you have to know going into all of this stuff the the hauser brothers are very do not talk to the press very much are very insular very closed off so you don't get as much like candid um information this is why i want i mean we have to mention the book jacked by Mm -hmm. uh tony kushner no, uh, Dave, right? Tony Kushner wrote uh, Angels in America, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> Dave Kushner? Either way, his last name's Kushner, and it's a book about uh, Rockstar Games and Grand Theft Auto and all that good stuff, right? Yeah. Um, uh But it's not quite as good as his other book called Masters of Doom about... Um, Carmack and Romero making Doom because he really was able to sit down with those guys and get the full story from like so many different people whereas in this case I don't think he was really had the insight in as much um, but we did get a lot of information for this episode from that book so definitely check it out if you want a more expanded sort of um, detailed uh, and and sort of also well, a pretty fun, fun written view of the whole Rockstar uh, legacy.
0: The whole time Grand Theft Auto is causing controversies but they're also creating some of the best-selling games of all time. Yeah, huge. Um, the, basically, the GTA framework is built on what was called the Renderware Engine, uh, which, mm-hmm. uh, was, uh, which helped immensely with developing games for the PlayStation 2, and it was really good for making games that ran well on PC without a graphics card. Hmm. So on PC and on PlayStation 2, Grand Theft Auto was getting in the hands of a lot of people. Um, they used a the unique technology where... The game world was actually streamed from the disc in real time. So there weren't any like huge loading screens like would happen in other games of that era.
2: I remember that. Um, God, those load times on on like early.
0: (laughs) 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 Whoo. Brutal. Still happens on PS4 now, right? Yeah, that's true.
2: Yeah, but I don't know. I, I, I think people. Have taken a lot of mm. notes from from the GTA handbook in terms of that. I mean, just talking, thinking about like Witcher, most recently, mm. um, cut out a lot of those uh, load times in Witcher three. Um, unlike, but yes, but then Skyrim 12. as another example was just so hindered by uh, load times, it's unbelievable.
0: But they followed up with Vice City, which is one of my favorite games ever.
2: So you guys talk about fond gaming memories with GTA three, and I have them. Mm. Oh yes. But GTA Vice City hit at a time in my life where I it was just one of one of the, the the moments in my life where I just felt like so happy in my life with the friends I had acquired in college at that point. It was just like a really solid year. It was sophomore year of college. My whole world just got awesome. Um, I think it was sophomore or junior. I can't remember. But um, either way, I just remember every day
0: I would dip my balls in hash oil. <laughs> exactly. It was
2: literally like that life. So I was just like lo- loving it, living it. My buddies Fike and Hobby We would sit down I'm dead serious Fike and Hobby and I would sit down Every day man Like they would just show up You know Unannounced Like Kramer it up And we would just fucking sit I remember Fike was I think it was Hobby was the wheel man Fike was like the chaos man. Like it was a mission <laughs> where like we needed to cause yeah. the most problems in the city. or And whatever. you were the face. And I was kind of the all. <laughs> I was kind of the all around. Like I was the run and gun guy. I, was, I could kind of do, do you know. You were in charge of real
0: estate. I was in charge of putting
2: potato chips on the table. <laughs> while they played the game. No, but we traded the controller off, and I've just I don't think I've ever had a more fun time mm. playing a video game. Than Vice City uh, Tommy
0: Rossetti, Is that the Was that the name Of the character
2: uh, I believe so Ray
0: Liotta played him That's all I remember Yes it was
2: played By Ray Liotta This is kind of When they start getting Like huge Big names in Um, I guess we have That queued up Right The the, the opening
0: Oh yeah The 80's soundtrack Was so good man Absolutely Just like cruising Along fake Miami I also
2: just loved That they chose Miami in the 80's Yeah Such a great aesthetic And it felt like They really took Everything from GTA 3 that looking back and it feels like pretty sparse and they just added they just like brought it all up to such a level of style and look, the mission—you know—it was just more streamlined. The 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 story was better. The characters were better. You know, everybody wants to do this uh, interactive Scarface. Situation. I mean, that
0: entire mission where you have to like fly to Washington to convince Ronald Reagan to stop funding of AIDS research—that was like real.
2: That was <laughs> heavy. But man, it was the '80s. But it was <laughs> the fucking <bucket laughs> '80s. <laughs> Apparently, Sam Houser would uh, had like. The Miami Vice on VHS tapes, and he would go home on his lunch break and watch a couple episodes. Oh, while you couldn't find. No, the, he
0: had to, like, yeah, find all the episodes on eBay because they weren't online
2: and DVDs
0: weren't available.
2: He said, the grooviest era of crime because it, it didn't even feel like it was crime. It was a totally topsy turvy back to front period of time. <laughs> uh, he, he, you know, they just lo- loved that aesthetic, and so did we all um and originally it actually started out as just like an extra mission pack for GTA3 but as the ideas started pouring in they realized they had an entire other game you know i didn't realize it it came out a year after GTA3 they yeah they just, started
0: working on it as soon as GTA3 was out the door
2: that's fucking bananas
3: mm-hmm. yeah we played both of those two games and uh the uh the parks maceteer household yeah. me and my cousin man just fucking All the time with those fuckers Trading up Trying to see Who could fucking Get the helicopters Yeah It was very Yeah 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 (laughs) Ah,
2: Terrible flight (laughs) Terrible flight Was that 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 was was bad (laughs) That was bad And I do um, Yeah I do just have So many strong uh, What
3: (laughs) I remember one night We were playing it All night long And we turned it off And turned on the TV And that uh, that Space shuttle crashed And exploded in the
2: air Yeah Right. That's not funny at all. (laughs) (laughs) Ray Liotta, Tom Sizemore, Louise Louise Guzman, uh, Burt Reynolds, Dennis Hopper, Gary Jenna Jameson. Who brought her father and then she had to make sex noises in the microphone. Apparently it was very uncomfortable. (laughs) Debbie Harry. As a taxi controller. You've got, uh, apparently Burt Reynolds was the worst. <laughs> um, apparently, like, they were in between takes. He was like, can you, or he did it once. He was like, can you do it again, please? And he was like, um, you know, every now and again this business, uh, you need an attaboy? It's like, what now? You need a an attaboy? And he was like, what is he? You know, because he was probably British. What the blimey? is this mucker talking about? You know, and he was like, um, you know, and then he finally got it across that he was saying, uh, praise me, praise me, and he was like, "No, we're not going to do that. I'm paying you a lot of money because this is, by the way, at a time when like this was really unheard of. So these big shot actors are coming in to do voices for video games, and they yeah. all think this is like stupid kid stuff. It was hard to get realistic uh, voice readings from them because they." Um, they it was hard to get realistic voice readings from them because they would, they Ray Liotta famously showed up hungover Yeah, like. hungover as fuck Pissed off, like uh, hard to work with Because they, you know, it was like kids stuff And they thought it was like a cartoon So they would do these like exaggerated like Pixar You know, mm-hmm. over the top voices and stuff And they're like, no, we want like real performance from you um, uh, and apparently Burt Reynolds was sweating so badly in the studio that they had somebody bring in another shirt for him. And the guy came up to him and was like, um, this is uh here, here's your, your shirt. And he got like super offended by that and was like about to storm out. And he was just like a nightmare person. Um, uh, so you hear that?
0: Several thousand women from the past five decades. Don't fuck Burt Reynolds. There you go.
2: There you go. Um, the the music, more than 113 songs, nine hours of recorded stuff. It was turned into a uh seven album collection from <laughs> Epic Records, giant crazy box set of music. And um, like every GTA game, this game is no stranger to its. Controversy Controversy <clears throat> <clears throat> Who killed who now? <laughs> this time it's a war with the Haitians.
0: Oh fuck, I forgot about the Haitian thing. Just like in the game. Oh my god, this in, is
2: this is the dumbest one. In November two thousand three, the Haitian Centers Council and Haitian Americans for Human Rights staged a protest in New York City criticizing the game, contending that it invented The player invited the player to harm Haitian immigrants and claiming that it depicted Haitians as thugs, thieves, and drug dealers. There was a lot of just the talk of like, even though they're just referring to the Haitians as the Haitian gang, Mm -hmm. there was a lot of lines like, we got to kill the Haitians. No, they they would
0: just take the clips out of context because there isn't, I remember that mission. You roll out with the Cuban gang because you want to curry favor. And you have to, like, drive the Haitians out of their territory. And so, yeah, there's a Cuban guy being like, kill them all. Bring my boys. Kill all the Haitians. (laughs) And, yeah, so out of context, they're like, well, clearly this video game, Kill All Haitians.
2: In January 2004, North Miami's majority Haitian American Council filed an ordinance to ban the selling or renting of violent games to anyone under 18 without parental permission. So there's a whole thing, again, constantly, constantly fighting to get this game pulled from the shelves mm. um, and everything like it. And I, I meant to touch on this with GTA 3, but it, it works here too. Um, starting in GTA 3, of course. The big controversy was around the fact that you could get a prostitute to get into your car, take it out. Some take it. There you go. There so you there's go. me. That's
3: the car. I, I thought you were the saying car. the car.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I was saying the car. Please, everyone, remember what Marcus said. I mean,
3: I assumed that you were talking about the car. You assumed that it was a woman. So I guess that's
2: no. Marcus, no, 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 you were correct
0: in what you were saying.
2: Your assumption. Actually,
0: if we play the audio back, I think actually there might have been something. <laughs> oh, we need to play the audio back.
2: In fact, can you make it that... So- in this exact episode you can only listen to it once <laughs> is that a possibility hard code it hard code it please um and I, uh so you can take a prostitute out into the you know a secluded area have sex with a prostitute as Jake mentioned earlier by really just a car bumping up and down but you knew what was going on all right i
0: didn't i was very sheltered oh <laughs> she wanted it she was crazy
2: for it once it's done you can bid her adieu she takes your money, a little bit of money goes, but then you can get out of the car and beat the shit out of her, or shoot her in the face, or run over her with your car, or take a hammer to her. Use or a cheat baseball code to bat to summon
0: a tank, run her over with
2: a tank. She chose so many so many options in the world of GTA, <laughs> and and get your money right back, which was uh, you know, again, it was one of those things where they would take one thing from the game that was totally fucked up, and you know, yeah. for me personally, like that was awesome that they would just throw shit like that in there like that and, and the game is totally one of the, the first experiences I ever had too of like I wonder if this will work and then it like totally works or See, maybe doesn't.
0: Thing. Right now, a lot of people are playing uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild and that game is full of those kind of moments yeah. where it's like, oh, weird, if I combine the mushroom with the beef, I can make mushroom sauce beef. That's, what a clever detail. <laughs> or like, oh, if I use a torch on a frozen enemy, or if I use a torch in a frozen area, I can I can use the fire to keep myself warm. What a clever detail. Mm-hmm. And in the world of GTA, that same creative energy is like, oh, it wouldn't be funny if you fucking kill a prostitute, you get your money back.
2: right So completely Yeah! Yeah! Yeah. Yeah. So uh, they would take that one element and, and sensationalize it to no end and run with it to no end while ignoring the rest of the game. And I think that the Housers have been pretty outspoken about and frustrated with the fact that, you know, you can... Do something like that. Uh, take something like that, and we'll, we'll and we will eventually get to the biggest one, which is the hot coffee controversy. But you can take something, uh, one little thing, and disregard the whole rest of the game and what is great about the whole rest of the game. And yes, at this point in Rockstar and GTA's legacy, it's a lot of goofy, silly, tongue-in-cheek. It's a lot of dirty old man jokes and stuff like that. But eventually, we played
0: GTA Five. There's
2: still a lot still of <laughs> tons, I know. Mentioned. There's still tons of that stuff. But wait, at least, what, what
0: if this thing? Look like a penis. <laughs> wait, 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 hear me out. Hear me out, though. But it s- looks like a penis.
3: <laughs> it look like a penis. Or it a little bit like a penis.
1: No,
0: it
3: looked like a fine ding dong dilly do <laughs>
0: It look like
2: it look like breasts, mate. <laughs> oh, those are the bulls. <laughs> so, you know, but but, but they have w- healthcare and we don't. <laughs> <laughs> but starting it with four, you know, they definitely. I feel uh, really starting with San Andreas. They really kind of bring it more into a a more, um, you know, they just put a little bit more heart and soul behind the stories they're writing and things like that and and make and make things a little bit more dramatic and emotional. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, but you had, of course, you have more murder cases um, and things like that and uh, just uh, a constant, um, constant outcry from specifically, especially Jack Thompson to get these games removed from the shelves to improve our... uh, And and I will say with GTA especially it really was the first time where like... It really was the transition where you couldn't just... Where parents were starting to learn that there were games that were not for kids. Yeah, Because I know a lot of... I mean well we were kind of old enough for it to not affect us and we were lucky to grow up with these games as they grew up. But... For the first time, parents would see this cartoon cover Vice City and think nothing of it and get it for yeah. their kid. You know, and and the kid would go home and and um fucking enjoy some kick ass murder, which I'm not necessarily opposed to, but uh you know they didn't understand that it wasn't just uh, Mario a, Brothers. A you know? word
0: that keeps coming up with opponents of GTA is the word deception. The idea that somehow the parents were bamboozled because in as its nature of a video game it was inherently for kids and therefore they were tricked to into exposing their kids like this yeah.
3: and- I don't know but it's so d- misleading when you look at the cover and you see the exploding cars and the guy with the gun and the woman in the bikini totally misleading <laughs> <laughs> but they're cartoons right oh yeah they're cartoons I forgot that means they're meaningless yes
0: it's, I mean it is mm. It's again, this industry had to grow up somehow and the Housers were vehement that they were the ones to do it. Just, Any like a lot of internal emails, a lot of uh, of of what we do get from them is a lot of like like we're not making a kid's game. Why are people mad that we didn't make a kid's game? This right. is bullshit.
2: Uh, We're making games for adults, and we should be able to make games for adults because, I mean, the argument is true. If if a, a film had come out and was and sold like as well as GTA sells, and was you know acclaimed by all these different uh, uh, groups and given all these different awards it would be lauded and there would be zero controversy because there were already kind of things in place to allow you know pulp fiction and things like that um were able to you know we were we we're, were up for academy awards and things like that that you know they weren't um <laughs> shit on necessarily or, or sort of there wasn't a a ton of controversy cuz the r rated movies had their place in society and mm-hmm. people understood that
0: yeah uh but could you buy Pulp Fiction at Babbage's? There it is. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's, that's the weird, like, I'm old enough now that, like, I roll my eyes when I read a lot of the Hauser's uh, talk about how like we're making we're making real games for grownups gamers are adults and meanwhile the games themselves are like all right you guys shoot this prostitute at the old tallywack saloon. salute <laughs> exactly
2: <laughs> and it's so telling of just like how, where video games were at at yeah. that point when it's like no yeah i, I completely agree jake so well, we got way more of this story to tell, and I think that yeah. you, you you, and I agree unanimously right now. This is going to be a two-partner
0: on your favorite podcast, Wizard, Wizard and user. User.
2: Uh, it's going to be a two parter, everybody, because we got so much to talk about. Hot coffee, of course. Their their move into sort of uh, trying to be more original and legitimized with GTA 4. and of course, Nico, GTA 5. my cousin, Nico. We got to talk about it. Go so,
0: bowling. <laughs> so we'll get the more The car mechanics, uh, physics engine very unwieldy, very unwieldy, difficult. A <laughs> lot of a lot of fun elements were removed for the sake of realism, cousin. Highly decent. Pointing game! <laughs> Mod community kept it alive long enough! <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, we'll get into all that shit next week. Thank you so much for joining us for our first part of the GTA franchise. Uh, I'm Holden McNeely. You can follow me on Twitch at Ho. Catch me um, at Holdenators on Twitter. Um, and uh, listen to the Cowman. Jake? You should listen to the Cowman.
0: It's very good music. Uh, Follow me on Twitter at best Jake Young. And uh, I often appear on the Droffy channel on YouTube where me and a bunch of illustrators have some good old times drawing around, goofing them up. And uh, just generally being pleasant.
2: And if you see Marcus Parks in the street, honk at him. He loves it. (laughs) Fast
0: movements, loud noises. (laughs) They're like
2: hugs to him. He (laughs) loves being scared by people on the street, so jump out at him and scream at him. Grung!
0: Grunga!
3: For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com.